and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you are with us today. Sorry about uh, being a little bit late here. We're in the uh, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock live Eastern hour today, right? That right. is correct, right. sir. Right. Rocking right. and rolling. And uh, uh, later for you podcast freaks and you uh, video on demand weirdos <laughs> later hey. in the day. We know who you are. We know who you are. Hey, how did that Bernie Sanders thing become a thing? You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, the picture of him at the inauguration, like with his, he's he's got his legs crossed and he's got his mitten and he's, he's in an overcoat and he's looking kind of scowling. And now they've, it's become like a meme on the internet over the past 24 hours. They put him in a variety of situations, and it's I, I don't know how it became a thing, but it became a thing. You'll see, you'll see Bernie at the Grand Canyon. You'll see him like they put him in various local restaurants. I know right. Slappy's Chicken, which is famous in Winston-Salem. They've got a picture of him there doing that. They've got him, you know, just at various things, just watching I, stuff. I, I think I know what it all means. It means we're getting back to normal. I we, hope so. We're getting back to, to uh, being completely concerned with, with shit that really doesn't matter and doesn't affect anyone's life. And that's good. I, I yeah, hope that we I hope we can get back to talking about how awesome Michelle Obama's outfit was and shit like that. Yeah, I hope that's yeah. something because that, I mean, not to overstate this because we still have massive problems in this country. But what, the air does seem a little sweeter. The food does taste a little better. I mean, I, I can't explain it exactly, but it, ju- it just feels that way over the past 24 hours or so. And maybe I'm being Pollyannish about this. Yeah, but you it, are. There, yeah, you absolutely a, are. There seems to be a change in the air, doesn't there? A little bit. Well, but the, 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 there, there's a change in the air in one area, but other than that, nothing's changed. <laughs> Everything's still going. Nothing. On. Nothing has changed. Um, uh, the country is still as divided as it was four days ago. Yeah. Uh, people are as disagreeable now as they were then. In fact, I would argue that uh, the Trump folks may be dug in even more, even more. And they have a media that is feeding that sense of grievance and having something taken away from them that they thought they had and deserved and was their birthright as white Christians in America. It was taken away from them. And the first thing that Biden does is he opens the border and says, come on in, amnesty for everyone, which, of course, he really didn't do. But, 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 uh, you know, you, you can see what's going to be a possible problem in that if the signal is received south of the border, way south of the border, not just, in, you know, beyond Mexico, that now the Trump is gone, you know, fire up the caravan's baby kind of thing, you know, Mm. it's going to have to be dealt with. And the nostalgia for uh, shooting first, asking questions second, and building walls and all that shit. Wow, that's good. Weren't those the good old days in uh, 2019, 2018, when we didn't have as many people? It's all bullshit. That's not going to happen, but it will be portrayed as that. It will be portrayed as that. And if you dare point out, well, but, you know, Biden isn't going to grab families and split them apart and put kids in cages and and that's not important the important thing is that they can go back to the grievance 
idea that the reason right now that unemployment is as bad as it is is because the people from Guatemala took all the jobs. They just crossed over when Biden became president. You know, it, it's going to be bullshit. That's what I'm saying. That's the point of what you're saying. That, that part of it has not changed in, in the no, least. No, no. And, yeah. and, and it will be, it will be, if anything, possibly even worse than it was because uh, that's all they've got. I mean, the, remember what the overarching theme right now of the uh, non-Biden portion of America, in addition to trying to make the claim that not only is he an illegitimate president, and therefore he isn't my president, president, just like you all said Trump wasn't your president. And again, that's a lie. I never said Trump wasn't my president. And when liberals and people marched two days after Trump was inaugurated and said Trump isn't my president, they meant it in the more figurative way. Uh, in other words, I don't listen to Donald Trump as an authority figure because I think he's a complete idiot and had no business being the president. So he's kind of not it's like the Dallas Cowboys aren't my team. OK, they're, just not my team. <laughs> no, they're, they're not my team. That doesn't mean they're not a team. That doesn't mean they're not a legitimate team. Right. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, they should be done away with. And right. uh, Donald Trump was not my president. But he wasn't an illegitimate president. I didn't really cheer for him. Although then you get into, oh, you know, if a president isn't successful, then America isn't successful. Well, you have a whole dynamic. But they're trying to play the whataboutism game. And again, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton did not launch 60 court cases to try to overturn the election of 2016. Mm, uh, Hillary right. Clinton didn't hire a cadre of incompetent, foolish lawyers and fire up millions of of people and set a gang of uh, uh, criminals, thieves and near to wells on the Capitol to overturn the legitimate United States government. It's not the same thing, but that's what they're doing. That's yep. what they're saying right now. And then it all ends up in the, the famous U word. Where's the unity? Right. We're already less than we're barely 24 hours. Where's the unity? And, you know, the two uh, sides of the barbell are unity and accountability. You can't have one without the other. Right. You can't That's have right. unity unless. And, and, and again, here we are. And I, I hate to start off by just arguing the other side and then knocking it down. But. It's only been. Two weeks and, and one day since there was an attempt to overthrow the government of the United States by lots of people who were egged on and were provoked. And I love the nuanced game of words being played between provoked and incited. Great lawyer Lindsey Graham is, is all in on that one. Yeah, because that that's a lawyer distinction for sure. Exactly. Trump yeah. may have provoked. But he didn't but incite. he didn't incite because you can't incite a riot. And I think this is being lost in just about every discussion that I'm seeing. The standard for proof in an impeachment is not like it is in a criminal trial. Mm -hmm. uh, the, Donald Trump is not being tried as a, a civilian 
in regular old court. Impeachment, as it was uh, once said many, many years ago, I think during the uh, Nixon era, is whatever the Congress decides it is, right? And if you think for one second that you're going to be able to get away with saying, well, yeah, Donald Trump, he provoked them. He said bad things, but he didn't incite that. He didn't force them to walk down the street and do what they did. Therefore, I'm voting to acquit Donald Trump. He did nothing, absolutely nothing. And I, I guess that's what a lot of them are going to do. But that being said, Mitch McConnell already crossed the line and made no attempt to uh, make a distinction between uh, provocation and incitement. He just flat out said, Donald Trump did this. He did this. And you know what? The he did it is really the standard for conviction in an impeachment trial. Did he do it or didn't he do it? Right. Was Donald Trump responsible for it or wasn't he responsible for it? That's that's my that's my take. I don't know whether they're going to convict him or not, but there it is. Was it worth is it worth doing? I mean, is that is that something that we should pursue? I mean, is that is that something that the prosecutor should pursue is going after him for inciting sedition or or not? Yes, that's what I, it is. I, that is I, the case. That's what I, the that's what the uh, that's I, what I agree. Article I, is. I agree. I think I mean, but do you think in terms of actual not charges within not the impeachment charges? I'm talking about federal charges. I'm talking about the federal prosecutors at the Department of Justice, because I, I've, and I've heard the legal guys go into this a little bit. And from what I understand from people that I've listened to. Again, opinions are even going to differ on this because there's not one static legal opinion that, yes, he did it or no, he didn't. My understanding is the case against Rudolph Giuliani is a bit more clear than it is against President, former President Trump. That's that's my understanding of it. Do you have you heard anything about this? I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just have three words. Lock him up. Well, <laughs> look, that's just wrong. I, I again, you look at stuff like, I mean, you go back to the 1968, which was always up until last year considered the worst year ever. Um, and they, they had that, that thing on Netflix about the Chicago 7 trial. And those guys were fraudulently brought up on charges of trying to incite uh, a riot across state lines, right? That's what Abby Hoffman and Bobby Seale and those guys were charged with. And that Judge Julius Hoffman was awful to them and did a variety of things that you can't even imagine in today's. If, if that was worth going after somebody for, and eventually those boys were acquitted, this seems way more serious, particularly considering the standing of the president of the United States and what happened than, than that, right? Well, plus, I think you do have to come at it from the other direction, which is if this is not impeachable, then get out your Sharpie and mark that out of the Constitution. Oh, I, th- I think I think the impeachment part of it is yes, right. and I, I I mean politics are going to play a part of it, and the Republicans we're going to see how much that that McConnell has set up the smoke signal that it's time for this Republican Party to go back to being the Republican Party and not the Trump Party. I personally think it's too late for that, but okay, fine, and we will divorce ourselves from Donald Trump by voting to remove him from office or voting never to have him hold office again. And again, this is where it's important for a Josh Hawley or a Marco Rubio or a Ted Cruz to go, you know, it might be helpful for him to be ineligible to run in 2024. But I don't even know if those assholes are going to realize that the self-preservation part of this, you know, you know what I'm saying? 
Yes, except uh, Donald Trump has uh, unleashed and sanctioned Trumpism, which really is kind of 400 years of bad habits (laughs) of people who have uh, been on 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 the uh, the the uh, Western Hemisphere, in between the Canadian and Mexican, it's 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 four hundred years of really bad habits, bad manners, uh, bad relationships, uh, narcissism, hate, racism, particularly, uh, and he unleashed it. It's always been there. It always pops up. Mm-hmm. We always deal with it. We fought a civil war over it. And it took way more than 100 years to extricate ourselves, at least legally, from problems that arose, you know, in the pre-Civil War era that were fought over during the Civil War. It took another 100 years to get to the 1960s instead of the 1860s to pass civil rights legislation. And uh, since Reagan, and particularly in the last... Uh, since Obama, you've seen a a reversal, an -hmm. attempt to repeal all of the progress that has been made in the area of of race relations in this country from a legal standpoint. And voter suppression is alive and well. Oh, it is. It it continues on. And um, until there's accountability for that, you can't have unity. You can't possibly have a a unified country, I don't think. However, however, we have a plague running across the land. And if I may do one of the final pylons, although there won't ever be a final pylon of Trump, I would ask all the people, all the people who, in the last polls that were done, where they would ask um is Donald Trump doing a good job on the coronavirus? And he would still get 35, 40% of people yeah. saying yes. Now, and again, we know the, the answer to our questions before we ask them. Uh, if those people who answered, he's doing a good job. If you knew just a few weeks ago, a few months ago, what you know now, which is they definitively were lying about the supply of vaccines that were going to be in the system. They lied over and over and over again to the point now where we have states ready to go hammer and tong at each other the same way they were doing it over masks, over ventilators, because there was a uh, limited supply. So they had to fight each other and outbid each other for those supplies back then. So now uh, we have the vaccine shortage, and you have uh, governors of large states, small states too, saying, "Well, we got we can't depend on the federal government anymore. We got to go get our own," and that leads up to the change in administrations. And you know, now that the audits are are, are being done, and uh, I think the uh, book title it was worse than we thought. You know, there are going to be about 25 books with that title on it. Different people writing about different things. It was, this is worse than we thought. Yeah. It's, it, you, you lied about how much vaccine is out there. You know, 
we're going to reach a point, and we're already there. You've already seen 8 million articles and news stories, and they're bringing couples on from Florida. Well, what happened when you tried to get uh, uh, your reservation to go get, well, I, I was on the internet for six straight days, and it never let, and finally it got through. And then I typed in my name, and I put it, and then it crashed, and it, and I had to start over. Okay, so we, we have a completely incompetent ad hoc system. That's right. Under the Trump administration. Well, there was no and plan. That's what we're finding out. There, there, was, was, no there, was, there and, was no plan. And, and as the worst administrator manager in the history of administrator managers, Donald Trump, who, again, and we go back to all the things that we were saying over the years, and not one of them has ever been proven wrong. And one mm. of our building blocks is that everything, everything that Donald Trump ever did or said or thought about was a cynical calculation as to what is in it for me and my reelection. Nothing else ever mattered. So back in February, while he was lying to the public and lying to Bob Woodward and then telling the truth to Bob Woodward and thinking that it wouldn't matter that he admitted that he knew that the virus was as bad as it was, when he was doing that, he was touting Operation Warp Speed. And we got the impression, stupidly, and we fell for it, that Operation Warp Speed was developing a vaccine as quickly as possible and getting it into arms of the American people. In Donald Trump's world, in his brain back then, or whatever is up there, Operation Warp Speed was a PR move that would show that Donald Trump could get a vaccine developed and be a superhero. He'd be the QAnon hero of viruses. He, 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 had, nothing, he had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with the development, the rollout, or anything. Zero. Well, well, no, well he, had, he had something to do with Zero. throwing some money and, and giving the, the, the companies uh-huh. a little bit more money to, to move along the research. And one of the, one of the companies that took none of the money was the first one to get a virus a vaccine but, out there. But the, the point is there was Zero. no plan to yeah. distribute the vaccine. No. Newly there sworn was. in President Biden and his advisors are inheriting no coronavirus vaccine distribution plan. This is CNN's story. Uh, to speak of from the Trump administration, sources are telling CNN posing a significant challenge for the new White House, there is nothing for us to rework. We are going to have to build everything from scratch, one source said. Another source described the moment that it became clear the Biden administration would have to essentially start from square one because there was simply no plan as, wow, just further affirmation of complete incompetence. That is a quote from one source who is close to the president. Um, you know, I, incompetence and, and uh, negligent homicide negligent mass homicide slash genocide. Right. Donald Trump should be charged with the uh, civilian equivalent of war crimes Yeah. for this. He has cost untold thousands of lives. He, he himself, because he well, you did would not do his job. He you would always say job. there would be a mitigation of like, well, Donald Trump himself didn't kill 400,000 people. I mean, it was the virus and blah, blah, blah. But now it's pretty clear that some of those deaths have to be assigned to him because, again, there was no there was no plan. There wasn't a plan to have a plan. Well, I, I want you to think, think about since the election in in November, 
so that's uh, eight, nine, almost t- ten weeks. It's okay, been ten weeks since the election, and he has been less active. Yeah. He's been less active than that spare tire that's sitting in your garage that just kind of sits there. You never do anything with it. You should get Correct. rid of it, but just sits there. And that that Donald Trump was less active than that. He did not perform his job, and that's not to say that he knew how to perform his job. That's not to say that that he could have done more than he did because that's assuming there would be some level of competence. But he didn't even try. He didn't even make an effort. He didn't. They did nothing. And then the last few months, when we've seen a a, a resurgence, another surge. What's his response been? Just sit there. What is the most activity that he's shown since the election? What is the greatest amount of activity? Golf, golf, golf. Uh, you're, You're wrong about that. He rushes home New Year's Eve from Mar-a-Lago to plan the insurrection rally. That week is the greatest. That's the most activity we've seen from this man. Everything leading up to the insurrection rally on January the 6th, that was the flurry of activity. And then excusing himself for creating a terrorist insurrection at the Capitol building. Since other than that, from November, 1st of November until January the 20th, he completely checked out of everything. He hasn't. He doesn't have. He's done fuck all right in that time. That's right. That one week of of him planning the insurrection, cheerleading the insurrection, and then fake backing away. Oh, stop doing that. We love the Capitol Police. I don't. Uh, doing this violence is is something that we abhor, and it's against American. You know all that bullshit. That's the greatest flurry of activity this man has had, as you point out, in ten weeks. Right. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, did you uh, watch any of the uh, first press conference by Jen Saki? Did we ever have her on? We. I was just telling somebody we, a couple of times we did. Yeah, she and she was great. What was her position back then? Was she was she State Department? She was State Department. Yeah, she she was State Department at that particular time, and she was great, and and we liked her. And then she did some media stuff, and now she's back. And yeah, I I I liked it. Um, I know some people are going to wring their hands. Oh, they shouldn't even reference the previous administration. And can't they just move forward? And it's not unifying. And blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm you know since since uh, uh, my wife and I have uh, been powering through the West Wing, yeah. naturally you 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 compare. Yeah, all real press secretaries to uh, CJ, uh, Allison Janney on, uh, and, and it, it looked pretty familiar to me. But but that's just me. I mean, she 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 did press secretary one hundred and one, as far as I could tell. And I was waiting to see whether uh, she would call on uh, somebody from, say, Fox. And sure enough, she did. And uh, who was the Fox person sitting there? It was that pulled himself up by his bootstraps, earned every bit of success he's had in the business, Peter Ducey, son Peter of Ducey, Steve yeah. Ducey, yeah. Um, sitting there. And here's the irony. You ready? He asked the most softball question ever, and and Jen decided not to hit it out of the park or hit it back down his throat. And here, here, was, the, here was the question that he asked. He said, does President Biden, and he prefaced it by saying, as you know, Donald Trump, on the first day that uh, he was president, on Inauguration Day, he refiled he refiled for re-election back in 2017. That's correct. So yeah. He said, does President Biden have 
plans to do the same thing. Yeah. Now, of course, that presupposes that you might believe that when Donald Trump did that, it wasn't the biggest dick shit fuck face asshole move in the history of presidents because yeah. it was because yeah. no one would ever do that except a megalomaniacal shit face who thinks he's entitled to the job and wants to be able to have an excuse as if he needed one to go out and hold re-election rallies the first week he's in office which he did but this so is also he- a common this is also a common theme among fox viewers and conservatives some of those people is that Joe Biden isn't really going to be president. He's a Trojan horse for sneaking Kamala Harris's socialism into the White House. Exactly. That, so, that's so, their that's their overall arching right. thing. So the, the right the, the second level, which you, you you just nailed, which is he asked that because obviously if Biden doesn't uh, 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 file for reelection today, then he must not think he's going to be around in four years. So she chose not to say things the way we're saying them. Exactly. All right. And the and, reason we can do that? And, and we can do that because we're a podcast. But, That's correct. She, she essentially fouled off the question. And, you know, there, there is no answer to it because it's it's by definition the kind of question that should be answered with. You fucking moron. Why are you bringing that stupid shit up right now? Don't even bother, <laughs> you fuckface, undeserving, crapola, sub-mongoloid piece of dunk. Don't even bring that up. That is not the standard. Go crawl back into your daddy's sack. Right. 44 presidents, 44 presidents didn't file for re-election the day they were elected. One asshole does it, and you ask as if the next one is supposed to do some... Yeah, what what a precedent Donald Trump set with that. Boy. (laughs) But there's going to be, like, among the Fox guys, and there's going to be the, are are you going to do... It's it's just going to be comparisons to Trump. Are you going to tear down the wall? Are you going to try to build the wall? Are you going to... this? It's going to be all of that stuff for a while. And, again, I think they're way too smart to take the bait. We're going to do our thing. We, You know, Donald Trump was not the baseline standard for how to behave as a president at all. So we're going to do our thing, and we're going to just kind of, as, as America is going to try to do, forget that the four, past four years ever happened. Well, That's I, what we're going to do. I think, I think you, you, you hit on it in a way that it, it, it's kind of uh, uh, obvious, but not so much so. All you have to do in so many areas is not do what was previously done and you know, you you're, you've already hit a double. Okay? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're you're already on second base and in a position to score. And if you do it artfully and you you, you do it correctly, you do have a chance to bring maybe some some people who uh, aren't completely in the Trump tank over to your side. But um, I I don't believe for for one one second that. Um, uh, there, there, there's anything easy that's going to get done over the next hundred days or the next six months. But, but don't you believe it's, that it's right all going to be pulling teeth? It's all going to be pulling teeth. Oh, don't you believe that the, the game right now? And by the way, the the meme of and the picture of Senator Sanders is our background right now. If you're watching us on on Facebook and stuff, that's the that's what's going around and putting him in different positions. And also, it's our little logo up in the corner. Maybe hard to see, but that's that's the meme that's going around and putting him in different situations like. Abbey Road and so on and so forth. And I, again, I don't quite understand why it became a thing, but thank God we are getting back to some sense of normalcy. Don't you think the 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 game for the Biden administration right now and for Joe Biden in particular is let's under exposure. 
let's not show this guy in our faces 24-7 going to this, that, every other event. He doesn't, we don't, we don't need to be reminded, hey, guess who's here? I'm here and I'm still present. We just need, you need to kind of just work there, pop up every now and again. Hey, would you like some coffee? Hey, you know, the, the, the waiters that bother you at the restaurant are the ones that are always every five seconds. Hey, how's you need lemon in the water? How's the napkin? Another napkin, another fork, everything good. Every, how about some more, how about some more dressing? Well, no, you need the guy to just to come up every now and again and say, Hey, I'm still here. I'm working on shit. I'm trying to get that virus out and stuff, but I don't necessarily need to be in your face 24 seven. Well, right? I, I, I under, I understand that. And I, I'm, I'm with you, except here's the problem. <laughs> Because Trump was omnipresent, because he was tweeting 24-7 and uh, all of us were just waiting for the next ding on our phone, the, the next tweet, and uh, we knew every thought and every insult, and, 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 and he was on TV constantly. And while he didn't hold very many formal press conferences, he was always yammering with the press. He, was, he did chopper talk. He would, uh, on the way to the to the helicopter, he would stop. The chopper would be blowing in the background, mm-hmm. making noise. So he would yell, and then the reporters had to yell louder to get the questions. There was no reason for that. Again, the the uh, the formal press conference. I'll bet you Trump didn't do five of those. I'll bet you he never did. That, didn't that's even accurate. Five of them. Yeah, I think you're right, right about that. Yeah, uh, but he would stand on airplanes and, yeah. and talk to them. So he gave the appearance, he gave the impression that he was really, really accessible, but being accessible and lying is, is not a, a good way to be a president or to govern, but he gave the impression he, he was to be, he was to seem not to be right. a, a, a real in touch with the people president and his fans think he was great yeah. doing that, that that was a great way to govern. So now if you have a, a, a guy who follows him, who goes back to whatever semblance of normalcy, we think we expect, we hope for out of a president, which is not being the, the top story under the headline, what the fuck did he do today? Then, the next thing you know, it's, well, he's the imperial president. Uh, Mr. Gladhander loves to campaign, slap people on the back, Mr. Empathy. But now he's a loner. He's a loner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't agree that, that he is that way. But you know, Trump has fucked up so many things in his wake. He, he really, really has. And, you know, we, we want stuff done we don't want to be just told things by a president but to to wake up every day to wake up every day and uh, jim kramer said this two days ago he says it is so great to wake up and not have to worry that there's going to be some tweet attacking somebody some company some country some person something it's it's a wonderfully liberating feeling which is i think similar to what you said right at the beginning of the podcast, which is, yeah, we, we have turned a page, but, um, you know, social media is still there. And Joe Biden does have the White House Twitter account now. That's right. He's never going to he's never going to use it. No one is ever going to use it in the way 
Trump did. And that's a good thing. But he can't just put out flowery pronouncements on Twitter once every six weeks. And you have to use the media that are that are available to you. He's really going to have to do that, whether whether he likes it or not. I don't I don't think we can go back to as if it was 1974 and uh, there were just, you know, three networks and PBS and uh, you hold a formal press conference every six weeks. I mean, you I just, can't do that. You can't I, do I, I would like to go back. I, I don't want to let this go because Monday was MLK's, the celebration of MLK's birthday. And how did, how did Donald Trump use some of the final hours of his administration to bitch about civil rights groups and how they've hurt America? That's what happened. Instead of, you know, other presidents have, have had a day of, of service where they've gone and they've dished out meals to homeless people. They've done various things. This man felt... Again, this non-racist man felt like what he needed to do on MLK's birthday, on the celebration of MLK's birthday, was to bitch about how civil rights groups were undermining America and how multiculturalism is killing us. Um, I, I hate to correct you, but he's not just a non-racist man. He is the least, <laughs> least racist, racist person. <laughs> I mean, this, again, as, as you would talk to these people who support him and stuff, they would talk about how non-racist he was. Oh, no, it's not racism. It's not racism. It's not racism. That's not... On MLK Day, as we on foot footsteps approach Black History Month, by the way, and as we've had a chance ever since we saw George Floyd murdered in front of our eyes to reexamine race relations of the past 400 years, many of us have had, we've internalized that. And we've thought about things in America and how so many things and so many problems in our society have, have been dealt with intrinsic racism, Right. Established racism that's well within in in our norms. Meanwhile, when Dr. King's birthday comes up and a chance to celebrate, this is what he with his final hours in office. This is what he decides to do. I don't want to skate past that because that's that's an outrage, and there's there's a reason why African Americans don't support you, and they and, and there's a reason why the Republican Party has had an African American problem, even though they've seen some gains. You know, in some ways, unfortunately, they've had a number of, of African-Americans who did support President Trump, which was mind boggling to me. As this man tried to, to claim non-racism and, and all this, other, the, the liberals are the true racism. This is how he decided to spend some of his final moments in office. It's it's disgusting and it's irrefutable. Well, I'm just glad he was able to find some time to get in some uh, last minute uh, racist thoughts while he was agonizing over. Uh, who to pardon at the end there. And by the way, the uh, the other thing he did, apparently this was uh, Wednesday morning, late Tuesday yeah. night, Wednesday or, or early. Uh, he he rolled back the uh, the ethics rule yeah. that he put into place when he first came in. And again, uh, uh, just like we were going to ask and we wish we could ask all the the uh, people about uh, um what we, we we brought up uh, earlier, saying if you said that Donald Trump was doing a good job on the coronavirus, w- will you change your mind if you realize that he never had a plan, didn't give a shit about a plan, was uh, unconcerned with having a plan to get a vaccine distributed? D- does that change your mind? And the same thing here. Would it bother you if you went to a rally, any rally that Donald Trump held over the last five years, and screamed, Drain that swamp, drain that swamp, 
And the first week Trump is in office, he signs an executive order that uh, makes it uh, almost impossible for someone who has just worked in the government to immediately run out and get a job as a lobbyist, uh, especially with the industry that he's uh, been associated with while he was in the government. That was the ethics rule, because that's draining the swamp. And you know what? We all agree that was a good idea. So what does Trump do the day before he leaves? He gets rid of that. He gets rid of that and says, okay, everybody that worked for for me, you can do it. It didn't matter. I was joking. I was lying to you. And if you thought that I was draining any kind of swamp while I was filling it with family members, cronies, uh, uh, ne'er-do-wells, losers, uh, big donators, people like that, you're a sap. You're mm-hmm. a, now what did he call members of the military? Losers and suckers? Suckers, yeah. You're a Absolutely. loser and a sucker if you believed me on anything, because I'm full of shit. And and I, and I know, you know people that you know that are Trump, you can't confront them with facts like that. It just, no. you, know, you, you get punched out and it you, doesn't you, work. Get this, you get the potato salad thrown in your face, because then they go, well, what about this? And and you didn't say anything about this. And what about Antifa? And I mean, I I, I understand all that. But uh, as as we continue to always go back to our building blocks, we always say, well, when is critical mass ever reached mentally with these people? We now know, at least on a national electoral basis, critical mass was reached, and he did not get reelected fairly and squarely, and um. The sick part of it is he came really close to getting reelected because the difference of Trump being elected and losing in total in the states that was that, that put him over was 40,000 votes. If 40,000 votes had shifted, then uh, Donald Trump would have lost the popular vote by seven million yeah. and been reelected. And that's because. We have institutionalized racism into the Electoral College. That's correct. Gerrymandering into the U.S. Senate. The U.S. Senate is a racist institution. Not that all the people who are in there are racist, but it is set up for minority rule. Yeah. It's just flat out minority rule. The, uh, the, The number of people that are represented by Republican senators, I believe, is about 40 to 50 million less than the Democratic senators mm-hmm. represent. And uh, that's their excuse for keeping the 60 vote rule, the, the filibuster rule, so that this uh, minority of people in the out party, in this case, it's the Republicans, can impose their will on the majority. And wasn't the wasn't the the record for filibusters? Wasn't it to block the Civil Rights Act? Wasn't that Strom Thurmond's record? To, I think the longest filibuster in history. I wouldn't doubt. I, wouldn't doubt. But, I believe that that's a, that's a correct statement. Or at least but, it was for many many years. Right. So so they say that, and, and this keeps a kind of a minority rule in place. Mitch McConnell is not the majority leader anymore, but he still has a big say as to. Uh, whether Joe Biden is going to be able to get anything passed because he has uh, sometimes a fake Democrat on the other side, Joe Manchin, who, if he switches sides, 
Um, suddenly, the uh, Republicans are in the majority again for, for these big votes mm-hmm. if he switches sides, right? Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's really, really problematic. And, and, and to me, uh, not a lot changed except mentally the last few days because these are the same people with the same goals, with the same grievances, with the same victimhood mentality, with the uh, same lies that they're going to keep telling. And uh, talk radio has not changed. They're still lying. And Mm -hmm. Sean Hannity is still lying. Big time. And Laura Ingram is still lying. And Tucker Carlson is still Still lying. lying. They're they're, they're sticking with it. They'll be joined soon by by Maria Bartiromo. Right. Some some hack at 7 o'clock. I mean, they're, they're in all the way. They're they're in full obstruction mode, all of them. And even the great Mitt Romney has already sent out the signals up oh, this this uh, this uh, big package that they wanted in the one point nine. That's too much, too much money, too much money to save. After all this, yeah, Mitt Romney Good is luck. suddenly going to be He's worried. Got religion on spending. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we're not out of the woods. No, but well, don't you think that, when you were talking a moment ago about Jen Psaki and about a calling on Fox and stuff like that, don't you think the, the game is going to be to try to get oh, uh, Newsmax in one America, like seats in the White House room and, oh, my God, they're not being called on enough and shit like that. And eventually the Trump News Network, this great promise. Think, I want you to think about that. I think there's been more planning put into the Trump News Network than there was into rolling out the vaccines. Don't you, don't you think that that's, that's, not, that's not saying a lot because there probably hasn't really been much. He doesn't he's not much for planning ahead. Even so, there's probably been way more planning put, in, put into that. And and he's not I know people are like, well, he's not maybe he's not welcome on Fox anymore. Maybe they don't want to have him on so much and he'll go on. He's not going to go on One America or Newsmax until they pay him a lot of money. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to write him a big check. And I, I think, think that's, he's, but he's been on those as guests. Yeah, but he's not. But that was then. That was then. This is now. This is the new Donald Trump. And I, I'm going to pay to play. I don't know about that because you're going to pay to play because there, there ain't no way. There was a reason, Brad. There was a reason. There was a reason he was never on Parlay, and it wasn't. I I think the attention. I think the attention. It's attention war, and and is going to get the best of him, and he will go wherever they will. It's it's killing him right now. It's got to be killing him not to have the attention. Because he doesn't have the Twitter account. He's got nothing. He can't well, post plus, on Friendster. He can't do anything. Well, I mean, you really have to add up the last several weeks where he's been persona non grata. And, and all he's done is, uh, you know, three or four hostage videos. And by the way, <laughs> the, the more you think about those videos that were put out, the more they really truly do look like that's true. the hostage videos you used to see from uh, Americans grabbed by ISIS in the Middle East. I mean, the... the they're fearful. They're insincere. They they are videoed with a gun to the person's head who's saying mm-hmm. the words, mm-hmm. and they don't want to say the words. So, what is the difference? Yeah. You know, the only difference is that Trump doesn't hold up a newspaper. That's right. I was going to say did that today. That's the only reason that newspapers are still published in America, so the hostages will have some sort of date reference. Right. That's the only reason in America that we still that's have right. a physical paper that's published. That's right. That's right. Brad and Brit.com.